Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. So today, I want to continue our message on life, a life in the if. And last week, we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they had to flip their if. How in our minds, sometimes, you know, we see our circumstance and we see our issues and we have to flip it because negative thoughts, we're naturally gonna attract to negative thoughts. But what we need to do is flip some things in our mind, flip some things in our soul for us to see what God sees in us and for us to, to walk in and walk out the calling that God has for us in our life. But the enemy's gonna come and he's gonna try to, to, to mess up our if. And we said, if, if we decide to actually do the things God calls us to do, man, our life can be transformed in Jesus. And today I want to talk about a concept called in the middle of the if, in the middle of the if. You you can go. You you sound great though. You sound great though. Get up for Tony. Get up for Tony. See, I feel like some of us are living in the middle of the if, especially when it comes to our past, especially when it comes to our past. See, our past is usually the thing that hinders us to enter into our future. See, if we're really honest with ourselves, the reason why we deal with our past a lot, because it's in reality, if we're really honest with ourselves, we can put our spiritual mindset, we can put our spiritual mask on and say, you know, skin, um, sin is not attractive. But if we're really honest with ourselves, the reason why we partake in our past is because it was attractive and we liked it. If we're really honest with ourselves. See, if anybody, I'm not going to be one of those preachers that tell you that sin is not attractive. Because if it wasn't attractive, we wouldn't be attracted to it. See, we have to understand that the enemy is going to come and throw some things out to us to entice us, to us to go back to our past. How many of you have left your past and joined a relation with Jesus Christ, right? But the reality is our past sometimes comes back and haunts us. And we have to understand that we live in this world, in this time, that we're in the middle of our if, between our past and between our future. And if we're really honest with ourselves, sometimes walking this walk out with Jesus Christ, our past seems more appealing than our future. Because we want to move forward, but moving forward takes us actually stepping out in a risk, actually stepping out in faith, actually stepping out in God's calling in our life. And sometimes our past really is more enticing than our future because we know, at least we know what we, we can deal with in our past because we've already been there. See, what, what the enemy does sometimes is he uses our past to really uh, hinder us moving in our future. Genesis chapter four, verse seven says like this. If we do well, you will not be accepted. This is actually in Genesis and it is talking about sin. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do uh, well, sin is crouching at your door and it desires, it desire is for you and you must rule over it. The sin has a desire for you. 
It desires you. It's going to do all it can. It's going to tell you that lie. It's going to tell you when you're in a vulnerable position, when you're, when you're by yourself and you're in your own thoughts. Sin's going to come and try to try to bring your past. Have you been there before where you're just, you're just living your life and then it's like a movie screen just pops in front of you and like everything that happened in your past, you're like, what the heck happened here? Why am I thinking about this? Anybody been there before? It's because the enemy knows that if he can get you back, you can't move forward. See, we have to understand this. We, we have to live a life to put the enemy on notice that we know when you're trying to attack. See, when, we, when we're on the defense, we're, the enemy's going to come and he's going to throw these whispers at you and you're going to be like, oh, it's just me dealing with stuff. No, it's the enemy trying to attack you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. And we talked about last week about our worship. One of the reasons why he does that is because we're created to worship and we do his job better than he ever did. So he knows if he can take us down in our thoughts, if he knows he can take us down in our emotions, who's emotional tonight? Who's emotional? I'm emotional sometimes. I woke up the other day and I'm just like, I'm just going to be mad today. Anybody been there before? I'm just mad. But the enemy takes that because here's the thing. Every day, somebody's looking at us to him. And if we're not ready emotionally, if we're having that bad day, or we woke up on the wrong side of the bed, we might hinder somebody to seeing Jesus. And the reality is the enemy knows that. So what does he do? When you're going in your day, you're driving in your car, and, you know, let's just talk about the college students real fast. Because all you married folks, you know, you guys are all good, right? All right, all the college students, all right? Well, whenever you, you, you just, you know, just woke up, you know, just not feeling a little, you know, feeling a little crazy and everything like that, and then you, you put your, um, uh, your AirPods on or you go in your car and that one song pops up. You know what I'm talking about? The one song that you and your, your honey, um, you know, that you, you guys used to listen to, that was your song. You know, when you came in, you're like, oh, you're emotional. You're emotional, and your day's ruined. Everybody been there before? All right, let's talk about you um, married people. Who fights? <laughs> Me and my wife don't fight. We have, you know, we have a very much of, of uh, we fight. All right. Um, but you, you just wake up, and you don't know what's going on, and then one little thing happens. The kids get, uh, the kids get you upset, and now you're upset with each other, and you're fighting, and you're doing this, and now you got to go to work, and you step out, you go to work, and then that coworker comes at you, and you're like, oh, no, and you, you're, you're, not a, you're not a Christian anymore at that moment, all right? And you're like, I know you didn't talk to me like that. And then what, what happens? You're like, they, they look at you like, I thought you went to that church. We have to understand that the enemy will take just an inch we, we give him an inch, he's going to take that mile. I truly believe that some people really battle in their walk because they like the idea of becoming a better me, but also like the pleasures of now. I mean, I like the idea of who I can become. I mean, I like the idea of what God can do through me. But, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, the feeling of what I'm feeling now. And we fall in this middle ground of living in our past, but reaching for our future. And, and we are just in this middle of our if. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and, um, and 10 says, 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, so if we, if we know that accepting God in our life, it's going to be a great thing in our life. But, but we, and we know that changing is going to benefit our life. Why don't we do it? Because if we do, our, our humanity is thinking like this. Well, if I give my heart truly to God, I know that I have to get, oh, I got to get rid of this relationship because I know this relationship is toxic. And if I'm not in a relationship, then I'm lonely. And then we know what that happens. Anybody been there? We start, we start putting these scenarios and really we're putting scenarios that never really going to happen. We, we say stuff like, oh, if I leave this toxic job that is draining me, draining my emotions, and I don't have anything, anything to give to my family when I get home, and I'm just worried about it because I need the money, but it's draining me, and my marriage is falling apart. You know, these are all real things that we can deal with and real things that we can, we can talk about in our minds. But can I tell you this today? That if we don't have these open conversations with ourselves, we fall into this thing called comfort. And here's the thing. Comfort can be the killer of your progress. Comfort can be the killer of your progress. You can move forward. You can do things. You can try to continue to try to strive to what God has for us. But if you're falling back into comfort, you're never going to progress because comfort is the killer of your progress. See, in this season, you can be in a season that is good for you, but is it, is it the best for you? See, we have to have these conversations with us. And here in the book of Exodus, in chapter 4, we see the people of Israel enslaved to the Egyptian people. Day in, day out, stripped from everything they know, stripped from their families. They're, in, they're slaves to these Egyptians. And day in, they wake up and they have to do what they say. Day in and day out, they have to wake up and, and do this job. They're enslaved. They're, they, they don't know. They left their hometown. They had to be um, somebody that they don't want to be. They're, they're enslaved enslaved into their issue until one day God calls this man called Moses and he prayed and God said enough is enough I'm going to redeem my people tell the Pharaoh to let my people go and Moses goes to the Pharaoh and time and time again the Pharaoh said no and he went back he said no the Pharaoh and he said no until one day these different plagues were coming in and and different things were happening in the city and one time the last plague that happened came to and he killed the firstborn and and Pharaoh lost his son and at that time it became personal and he said you know what get out (laughs) he said get out I can deal with the locusts. I can deal with everything else. I can deal with every plague, but you hit me personal, get out. See, in this, in this time, Pharaoh was actually dealing with an emotional decision. Might have been to an emotional decision, and then you look back and like, dang, I messed up. Because <laughs> we're going to see here that he regretted this decision. So he let them out. Imagine this. Let me set the scene for you. 
The Israel, Israelite people were enslaved for years and years. And finally, they are let free. They're free from the bondage, free from all the things that they do. They are completely free. Years of taking orders, saving, um, slaving to rude people. They're, they're having to shut their mouth when they didn't agree with things. Living in not in ideal situations. Imagine the situation, how excited they were to finally be free. We're talking about 430 years of slavery. Generation after generation after generation. Bondage and now free. See, here's the thing. Here's the question I ask you today. What have you been enslaved to in your life? What, what have you been enslaved to in your life? What has been holding you back? What is, the, what is those secret things that you go to when you feel vulnerable in your life? What things that have gone through your family line from generation to generation and you finding yourself dealing with the same thing your mom did? You, you find you, yourself dealing with the same thing your dad did and it's a generational curse that has gone through your life. What have you came into today that is in bond, that is keeping you bondage from moving forward to the calling that God has for you? What is bounding you today? What did you come in with? What if I told you today that what you came in with, that you feel bound to, that you can be free from? What, what would be your answer? Probably yes, right? I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't wake up and say, hey, I love my chains. You know, two chains, three chains, I don't know what it is, all right? No, we wake up and we want to be free. But what if I tell you that you can be free today? What if I tell you that, that, that God, that you're not too far off? What if I can tell you that you're not too broken? What if I can tell you that you're not too bound, that freedom can be today? Today, the God of freedom wants to see you free. Free from the sin that has been entangling you. Free from the words that have been holding you back. Free from the lies that you've been telling yourself now becomes your identity. Freedom is in this room if you want it. But what happens in life when life hits and we just fall at a crossroads in our life? And we, we, we left the freedom. So the Israelite people are now leaving from the bondage into their freedom. They're, they're exiting out of their bondage, going into what God, the promise that God is telling them. So now they're free. But what happens when life hits and you give your heart to God and you, and you, and you come and you say, God, I'm going to want a fresh start. God, I need more of you. I need to get over this thing. You come and you, and you say, God, it's in your hands. What happens when life hits and things happen? What do we do? We have a tendency to go back. We have a tendency to go back. Why? Why do we do that? Comfort. Comfort. I mean, at least in that season, I know what to expect. And in this season, it's uncertain. At least in this season, I'm, I might have been in an abusive relationship, but at least I know what I can handle. But in this season of freedom, I might have to be alone for a season, and I just don't know if I can do that. 
In this season, I was, at, I was at the brink of losing my family from, from the pornography addiction that I had, from the things that I, it was, I, I, I wanted to be free from it. I, but, but in this season, I have to actually surrender to God. So what, and I'm in the middle, and I just have the tendency to go back because I know what to expect. You've been there before. Have, have, you, have you lived a life that way because of comfort? And sometimes it's even a false sense of comfort. See, we say stuff, I know the outcome. I can just deal with it. But I don't know about you, but I'm sick of just living a deal with it life. I'm just sick of dealing with a mediocre life. I want to live a life that is thriving in God. I want to live a life that, that it's moving in God. It's in the if, in the middle where life the intersection of life that we have to make decisions. See, here in chapter 14, verse 10 of, of, um, of Exodus, we see the Israelite people now exiting, you know, into their freedom. Pharaoh, and, and let me set the scene. Now Pharaoh realized what he did, letting them go. He's like, okay, hold up. Where's my grapes? Uh, what, what, why, why, is, why is my um, shoe shiner is, is, is not here? Like, look at my, look at my J's. He, he realized what he did. He, he, they literally said, what, where, what happened? I mean, things aren't running the way they were, they, they were used to run. Where are the Israelite people? And then um, the, the Egyptians are like, um, Pharaoh, <laughs> he let them go. <laughs> He's like, what, what did I do? What did I do? They did everything for us. Let's go get them back. So he got 600 army men and pursued the Israelite people. The Israelite people are free at this moment. Left their past in the past to face what God has for them in the future. They left it all behind. Have you been there before where you tried to live free, but your past somehow tries to creep back in? Try to leave that relationship. And you see that one post on Instagram. And you're like, hold on, I need to go do something in my life. They're living their best life, I need to live my best life. And everybody's living their best life, and then you have all these bad decisions. And you're like, how did I get here? Because you're dumb. <laughs> Sorry. Not dumb, but dumb. Um, this is where they're at. In between. I want you to see the scene here. They're free. They're excited. They left their past. They went towards their future. And now the Israelite people, the, 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 the Egyptians are pursuing them. They're trying to exit into their future. And they look back and their past is coming back to get them. See, I see here, if you, if you have your Bible out, go to um, chapter, um, I, I think it's 14. I, I messed it up here. Yeah, 14, verse 10 and 12. We're going to go down in this scripture, uh, in these scriptures. I really believe there's three things we can learn from in these scriptures. We're going to go through them real quick that we can use in this season of our life of the middle. Because the Israelite people did certain things here that can help us in this between season from our past to our future for us to be thriving in what God, God has for us. Let's go to verse 10. It says, as, as Pharaoh approached, the, Israelite, the Israelites looked up and they they're, they're the, were the Egyptians. I just hit puberty. They're all right, um, marching after them. 
They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Did we, did we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. One of the most heartbreaking areas in the Bible where these people 430 years, I mean, you saw family member after family member die to the hands of the Egyptians. And now you're free and you see your past coming to creep at you. And what do we do? I'd rather be back there. At least back there, I knew what to expect. This is where they're at. Here's my first point. Don't let fear suck you back into what God has set you free from. Don't let fear suck you back to what God has set you free, uh, free from. Fear got in their mind. What they saw got in their mind. And what they saw was 600 army people coming towards them. Fear gripped them. And when fear grips you, what do you do? We've been living in a season of fear the past 10 months. I mean, fear all around. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle it. Fear grips us. But what happens in this situation, the Israelite people are like, I, I'm scared. I see what's happening. I see it with my own eyes. And I'd rather be in slavery than in freedom because of fear. See, they thought it was safer to live enslaved and more comfortable to live in slavery than in what God has for them in their future. Comfort will cripple you for what is to come. And see, in front of them was water, the Red Sea. So they're, they're going out and they step and there's a body of water, the Red Sea. So in between them is a future of uncertainties because they don't have a boat. They don't have anything. They're like, how are we going to cross into the next season? How are we going to cross the other side? And I see them coming after you. What do we do? How can I overcome? Can I pose you this today? The water in front of you, the impossible. Let's talk about the impossible because crossing over the water with all these people, I, some people probably don't know how to swim. <laughs> There's no floaties. How are we going to get, these people are coming after us. We don't have a boat fast enough. What do we do? So it seemed impossible for them to cross over to the next sea. So here's the thing. The water in front of you is better than the bondage of the old. You have to have the mindset of, if God brought me to the edge of this, of this situation and my future and, my, and my, my past is creeping into me, I need to move forward. I don't need to move back. I need to just step into the uncertainty things in my life. And I might not know. I don't know how I'm going to cross over. But if God got me this far, all I got to do is walk. God calls us to have faith 
even when we can't see our first step. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, one of my favorite verses says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on to your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Walking forward into the water seemed impossible. In, in their mind, how can I walk forward? Because I'm going to sink. But in God's mind, he says, walk forward and have faith that I will take care of it. But in humanity, we're like the water seems more risky than going back to my bondage. We have to understand that faith in moving forward is what God has for us in our life. Here's the other question. What's the other option? What's the other option instead of moving forward? Bondage? Have we ever been that practical with our life? It's like, what's the, what's the, what's the other option? If I don't move forward, I'm going backwards. We have to know that God is there every step of the way. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the reassurance of things hoped for and conviction of things not seen. We're not going to see our next step at all times. We're not going to know what God is doing in, in our next season of our life. But he doesn't say that you need to know. He just said you have to have faith in knowing he's there with you. We have to have faith in walking forward out of the darkness into his marvelous light. In verse 14, it says, Moses answered the people. He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will bring us today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And the Lord will fight for you. You need to just be still. And then in 15, he says it like this. I, I, I love this verse. When, when Moses had a conversation with, with the Lord, he said, The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the, Israel, the Israelites to move. So God is literally telling Moses, why are you crying? Like 430 years, you've been in slavery. And you have one obstacle in front of you? Why are you crying? You've been there before? It's like, you, you complain about everything. Well, God, I just, you know, I just don't have enough money. Who does? Well, well God, I just, I just don't, don't have enough friends. Have you talked to somebody today? This is where God is telling Moses. Moses said he had this like this triumphant moment. He's telling to Israelite people, you know, stand firm. Go see the deliverance of God. And then Moses, then Moses goes to God. And says, hey, God, I just had this great inspirational quote. Now, what do you say to me? And God says, stop crying, boy. Tell him to move. Tell them to move. That's so significant for our life. Stop talking about, stop talking to others about your issue. Talk to God. God is saying, stop crying and move forward. Leave the past in the past. I know it's creeping up, but leave it in the past. Move forward. Leave your gossip of high school in high school and move forward. You're 43. <laughs> Verse 16, I, I'm a little wild today, all right? It said he raised his staff and stretched out his hands over the sea and divided the waters so that the Israelite people go through on dry ground. 
And I will harden the heart of the Egyptians so that they will, they will come after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and his army, through the chariots and the horsemen. And in verse 18, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord and I gain the glory through Pharaoh and his chariots and horsemen. Number two, verse, uh, in, in my second point today is this. You have what you need to move forward. You have what you need to move forward. Let me set the scene. They're coming after them. The water's in front of them. They're hearing the chariots. They're hearing the horse. And they're standing in front of water. And if I was Moses, I'd be like, can we call a friend? (laughs) Do we got any wood around? I need to build a boat. Right? Because this is what we do in our life. We, we, we disqualify our future for the because we don't think we have the resources in hand. I can't deal with the future because I know what I have. And we automatically disqualify and fall back and not go forward because we think we don't have enough. But what if I told you today, you have what you need for the season you're in now. God has already equipped you. He just says to move. See, I got this stick here. And it said, Moses lifted up his hands and his staff. His staff. See, this thing was to kind of, you know, give him a little gangster, gangster walk. But um, this thing was for correction at times or, you know, or for protection at times. If an animal came, you know, it hit him or something like that. But think about this. If I say, Anthony, we're going, we're going, we're going to the lake today. Make sure you bring your stick, boy. A stick was not the first thing that you think about when crossing water. You're not like, hey, let's go jet skiing today. Stick. God used something impossible to make a miracle for them to move forward. Because he didn't say, Moses, do a little trick. Turn your stick into a boat. Moses, call Carnival Cruise Lines. You have 4,000 people that you need to cross over. No, he said, hey, lift up your stick. You already have what you need. You already have what you need. But God, what I see seems impossible to fulfill the promise you have for me. God doesn't say for you to look at what you have. He just says, use it. He says, God said, stop crying. You have what you need or I already equipped you. If you think that, if you know that I am God and you know that I'm working all things for your good, you can use what you have to fulfill the purpose that I have for you in the future. Stop going back. Use what you have. You're already equipped. Move forward. Move forward. Think about how Moses feels. He just has this, this, this great inspirational quote. Stand firm. It's great. Had the conversation with God. God, what's going on? You know, like God said, stop crying. Go. And then God said, use that stick. I mean, do I throw it? <laughs> what do I do? He said, lift up your, lift up. He says, lift up what I've already given you and move. 
He didn't say, he, he, he gave him two instructions. Lift up and move. We need to lift up and give glory to God what he's already equipped us to do and move forward in our life. Stop going back. I know you have excuses. I know you can think of all the things that you don't have in your life right now, but I'm here to tell you maybe you're disqualifying yourself and God has given you all you need and you're in the way. Step back and see God fulfill his word because that's what he told Moses. He said, lift up your stick, move forward, and God gave this big inspirational quote for himself. I will get glory from this. I will do, I'm the one that's going to get glory from Pharaoh. And God said, I will do it. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to give Moses the confidence in knowing while you step, I am there. While you step, this was the plan all along. It might seem impossible, but God knew you were going to be in front of this water. And he knew that your past was going to try to creep back to you. He says, move. Just move today. You don't need no boat. You don't need whatever. He just says, oh, he says, listen, obey, and move. If that's all you get from this message, listen, obey, and move. But what do we do? We listen we do, we get in the way, and we quit. God tells us to listen, obey, and move. We do, listen, try to do, manufacture something, because God, you can't, you can't really use a stick, so I've got to figure out how I'm going to manufacture this thing. God said, no, 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 but then we get in the way, and then what happens? We quit, and we blame God. God, why did you put me out to this sea, and there's in front of me? Why didn't you provide? He said, I already provided. You just didn't use what I've given you. You try to do it on your own power. Let me fight your battles, and as I close, he said in verse 21, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And in the night, the Lord drove back the seas with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. And the waters were divided. And the Israelite people went through the sea on dry ground with the water's walls to the right and into the left. We need to have the mindset of, if you can use anyone, Lord, use me. I know I'm in the midst of the sea. I know I'm at the brink of my future. I feel it. I know, God, that you're working. I just need to move. I don't need to step back anymore. I know I feel the breathing of, my, of the enemy trying to come back and push me back to my future. But, God, I am choosing. I am choosing to lift up what you've given me and to move forward into what you have for me. I'm doing And what if? What if we did this? What if we truly listened? What if we truly obeyed right away? And what if we just moved? What if we just moved? It's time to move in your life today. But here's the thing. Once you take the step of moving, 
the battle's not over. See, here in, in Christianity sometimes, we give this kind of false hope of, hey, when you give your heart to God, here comes the rainbows, here comes the meadows, everything's great, which is good. You know, like we give our heart to God, he washes away our sins, but that doesn't mean the enemy stops working. Matter of fact, now you're a threat. When you accept Jesus into your heart and you choose to move forward, expect. Uh, matter of fact, don't be surprised that the enemy comes at you so much harder. Because now you're walking in purpose. Now you're walking into your future. When he thought he had, he had you going backwards. Now you're going forward. Now he has to maneuver something. Now he, what you thought was a whisper, now he's screaming like, hey, you remember that little thing? And you're like, no, I'm not dealing with that. Now you're a threat. See, John chapter 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your life. So you now are moving in faith. You're using the tools in your hand. You're listening, you're obeying, you're moving, but you still look back and your past is still trying to come after you. And you're like, what is the point? You've been there before? I really believe some people don't want to accept Jesus into their heart because they truly think that their past is going to be done. But when they really do and their past is still creeping, they're like, well, this is all fake. He didn't say that this is going to be an easy journey. But he gave us a promise that he'll be with us and he's working all things for our good. But what happens when I move in faith, I'm listening, I'm obeying, I'm moving, and I'm still seeing what's coming after me. Number three, and I'm done. What do we do now? Keep moving and let God fight the battle moving and let God fight the battle. Verse 23, the Egyptians pursued them. Even though they start walking on dry land, the Egyptians pursued, uh, pursued them and all pharaohs, horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. They didn't stay at the shore. They literally walked into the moving season that they were going in. The enemy went into the promise that, that they were walking in. What are you saying? Did, I, did, you need to stop. I'm walking in faith here. Verse 24. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud, and the Egyptian armies threw, threw them into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so they, um, so they had difficulty um, driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. I don't know about you. I'm about to run. This is about to be a Pentecostal church real quick. They were in the midst of moving, activating their faith. And the enemy still came after them. But what did the Israelites do before they wanted to go back? 
But now there was a different confidence of themselves because they saw the miracle of splitting the waters. So they're like, hey, this don't happen all the time. So instead of now thinking of the mindset of going back because of comfort, now they're moving forward in the uncertainty, but trusting in the one that's running their story. But think about this. The enemy's still coming. But the Israelites never looked back. It was a flip in their if. When before they wanted to go back, now God said, stop crying and just look forward and move forward. Now the, now the enemy's coming and guess what? Just move forward. Just move forward. Just move forward. You know, when fear tries to creep up, just move forward. When you feel the pressures of life, just move forward. When you hear that the enemy's whispering at your life and telling you lies, just move forward. When they talk about you, just move forward. When you don't understand your calling, move forward. When they lie about you, just move forward. There's no other option but to move forward. And while you move, God is fighting your battles. And while you step out in faith, you can turn back and see there's a little confusion happening in the enemy's camp. And their chariots are stopped working. And now, what the enemy meant for destruction, God turns it for your good. Now the enemy, who was, the enemy was, now was the um, Egyptians, are now saying, we need to stop. God is fighting the battles for the Israelite people because when you step out in faith, now the enemy has to do is notice what God is doing in your life and now he has to flee. He has to say, I, while you move, I have to move. While you step out in faith, I have to get out of this thing because God is working in my favor. What if you moved and not look back? to your bondage and while you move God is fighting for your victory he has your back he has your front he has your past and he definitely has your future so come at the shores of the situation that you're dealing with now look at the impossible that is in front of you and step forward Look at that financial situation that you're dealing with. Wow. I don't know how this is going to work, but I know he's still good. I step. I, I, I don't know how my marriage is going to be mended, mended together, but if I have to go to counseling, I step. I, I don't know how I'm going to deal with my kids because they're driving me insane. That's this morning for me. I step. I step forward into what God has for me and not fall back into the bondage that he set me free already. It's time to move. Move for your family. Move for your future. It's time to move today. Don't look back. The risk of moving is better than the past of the comfort. The past is the past. Leave it back there. Do not go back. It's time to move and while you move he is working in the back so what is the thing that you need to leave here today 
What is the bondage that you came in with that you need to leave it at his feet? God, I've been dealing with it for years. I've been dealing with it for just for a moment. God, I came here even with a bad attitude and I just need you just to, just to, to deal with it, God. The enemy's trying to creep. He says, move, I'll fight. While you move and activate your faith, I'll fight for you. I'll fight for you. And that's the promise he has for you today. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. But you have the tools. He's equipped you already. It's time to move forward in what he has for you, for your family. Do it for your family. Do, do, do it for your friends. Do, do it for your future. It's time to move. If everybody can stand up, every head bowed, every eyes closed. God is moving something in your life today. He's saying, you might be in the midst of your impossible season. You don't know how to move forward. He just says, just move. Just move. While you move, you activate your faith and he's fighting for you. You say, Pastor Eric, I don't, I don't understand this, but I know that there's something dealing with me on the inside. I'm here to tell you that's Jesus. He's tugging at your heart and he's wanting to have you today. He wanted to, to wash away your sins. He says, when you accept him into your heart, he washes away your sins as far as the east is from the west. That you don't have to look back at your future anymore. You, at your past, you can look forward to your future. He says to get around people that are going to uplift you in these times. Don't do life alone. Community is important. But he says, what if you made the decision today? You know the other option is bondage. But what if you change today and actually tried a fresh new start? of moving forward in your life. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.